New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm with Deborah Silverman. She's the author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition. She is also a soul-centered astrologer. And Deborah, I want to welcome you to the New Dimensions Cafe today. Thank you. I wanted to ask you, you look at personalities in terms of the four cardinal elements, water, air, earth and fire. Can you give us a little thumbnail description of what the traits are in these four elements? I sure can. Water is the emotional, tender, vulnerable, empathic, psychic ability that really cares and loves the dogs and loves the animals, loves the little kids and wants to cuddle. It's the internal part, more the introspective and soul-centered part. Air is the communicator, the thinker, the talker, the organized mind that flies at the speed of light, that loves to have ideas and wants to have friends and loves to play on Facebook and the internet and they change their mind every 15 minutes and they forget their name, so we call them airheads. Then we have the earth people and they're grounded and practical and solid and they're all about sustainability and practicality and manifestation and organization and they have this crazy gift of cleaning Windex and paper towels and they love to have vacuum cleaners and they love to keep the whole world tidy. And the fire personality is the enthusiast. It's the physical one, the athlete, the blunt one, the honest one that wants to have a party and they're sexual and they're juicy and they're loud and they're fiery and they have this crazy personality type that wants nothing more than to turn up the volume. So we have water is the quiet tender and air is the one that's thinking and earth is the one that's manifesting and executing and fire is the one ready to have celebration. All right, all right. So these are all wonderful qualities. There are also some qualities. (laughs) They they each uh, have a shadow attached to them. So can you say something about the shadow? This is why the subtitle of the book is Compassion for the Human Condition. Because unfortunately, all that was ideal. So the downside is water people. They're secretive. They tend to be um, a little bit depressed, a little bit melancholy. They tend to be at their worst ungrounded and dreamy and spacey and they are reclusive and they want to go off by themselves air people at their worst are indecisive and they're scattered and they're fickle and they can't make a decision and they can't do commitment or relationship because they detach and cut off earth people at their worst are fixated on money and practicality and they work too much and they complain all the time and they look a little grumpy because they're not having fun and fire people are so loud and obnoxious you're like where's the off button like they just eat too much they play too hard and you're like whoa this is crazy you're being a little bit nuts and these four personalities can go up or down depending on your level of awareness and how much information you understand about spirituality so deborah how um in knowing your dominant element how can that help you change these 
negative stories that we drag around in our lives. Well, that's what the book is about. The book really does give you the shadows. And as soon as you read the book and you see what the crisis is, because there's always specific crises that go to each element, you become very aware. And so there's a predominant element you have that's really easy, and you're just completely fiery, you're so excited, or you're completely quiet, and you're still. But then you want to make sure you're really cultivating the healthy part of that, not just getting comfortable and getting complacent. So the art of this is to really activate and bring yourself, that's really one of my big calls of action in the book is, how do I get you back into life? So if you're sleeping in the middle of the movie, or you're stuck on a radio, or you're stuck inside the internet, my invitation is, excuse me, but life's waiting for you, and we need you. Don't sit there, get up. <laughs> I feel like a fire starter. I feel like sometimes I have this little match. I have a radio show, as you probably know about for years, and they, people would hang up and they would lose weight, or they'd suddenly go and start dating again. But it's the exercise of this book is to say, you guys, you can't do it from home. And we are totally addicted right now to the internet, to the sound of our magical tools that push buttons. I don't know why that is, but we've gotten very distracted from the natural world. I call that we must get out in the corridors of life and rub shoulders with life. Yes. And That's where synchronicity and things magic. can happen. That's where the magic happens is the engagement. You've got to ask yourself, if you've lost your life or somewhere you feel reticent or you're getting caught in the negative traps, you get self-help books and you go into groups and you go to church or do something because spirit's waiting for you. There's a whole destiny that's waiting for you if you participate and get into the corridor. But if you're stuck in the room with your favorite little toy store, we're never going to get to play with you. Well, that just reminds me that it really happens in relationship, doesn't it? Said the Libra. Yes, it does. Uh, Yes. We have to engage. We can't do this movie alone. I loved what Einstein said, that the sound of his own voice became monotonous. Like, you can't, even though you're a deep thinker, you've got to come out and share and dance with the other. And that's what making love is with life. You don't have to take your clothes off to make love, but you got to make love. You have to engage in this movie or you find yourself going <sighs> right in the middle of the movie. <laughs> right. That was a snore sound. Or, yeah. And, and, or, or you're just going around and around the same old And they call wheel. that stuck. And people come it's to stuck. see me all the time and say they're stuck. You're not really as stuck as you think you are. You've just, you've never. It. It's the internal dialogue. It's the narration that your unconscious mind is saying about you and no one's looking. And I happen to be good at bringing people out of themselves. They share all their secrets because I'm so nosy. And then I start to unearth, like, what are you saying? I mean, I interrupt people in the middle of a sentence, like, no, it's not true. You're not that. You're telling yourself that because you've got a stupid broken record. So it's breaking those broken records with enough humor and compassion that we then reintroduce a new thought process. And that's the right use of therapy and the right use of New Age books and the right use of a radio show. I'm reminded of a phrase that you use in your book. It's like these stories that we tell ourselves that you interrupt saying, no, that's not true. They're like... These boring friends that we drag around with us. I love that phrase. You're amazing. You know, tell me about these boring friends. That never go away. I have this theory. There's some people you can't get rid of. That's true in physical form, but that's true of your internal dialogue. And if you don't interrupt them, and that's the good thing about feeling safe with someone, to spill your beans and go, okay, let's hear it. I want to hear the negative trapdoor that seems to come up when no one's looking in the middle of the night, those scary thoughts. And then we reprogram them with positive affirmations or with a new storyline. Or or the best is when I explain from your soul's point of view why you're in that story. Because it repeats itself. Your soul is stalking you. And you've signed up for a package deal here. And it won't give up. I don't know who pays those guys. They work in the middle of the night. They're saying mean things. And you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror. They're like, who pays those guys? And then eventually you say to them, excuse me, 
You think you're in charge? I've got a new narrative. And that's how you change the story. You know, Deborah, I'm reminded of something that happened to me recently, which really underlines what you're saying. And that's, you don't do it alone. I've recently joined a whole group. It's very new for me, and I'm going, uh, okay, I'm going to do it. It's about weight management, and it's about losing weight. And this time, it's going to work. I know it's going to work. But one of the things that is is about exercise, and it's something that I haven't done in a long time. I mean, I've gotten so sedentary. And that's so honest. I'm, yeah, all right. So I'm in this group. And, and so you have witnesses. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking about exercise and I talk about how easily I'm bored. I said, it is so boring. It's excruciatingly boring for me to get out and walk every day. I'm, I've got, and, you know, I, I just on and on and on. I'm just talking about it, talking about it. But because I have witnesses there, I'm also, for the first time, really hearing myself. You're observing yourself. I am observing myself. And I said, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to write about this. And what I wrote, I did. I went into my journal and I said, if I'm going to wait until walking is joyful, I will never start. And I just got it that I just had to say to myself, change that story, change that story, do it no matter what. If it's boring, so what? You know, I mean, it, it was like Pull up a, your big girl pants. Exactly. It was a revelation to me. And so since that time, it's been a month, I've walked every single I'm day. I'm so proud of you. And it, But it's still boring, Deborah. You know, it's you can put a headset I, on and, and put music well, on. Well, I, I use my, my phone and I listen to books on tape. Bingo. That's, but still, even that is st- it's still Here's the best thing hard. for Libra. Here's how to make right. it really simple. Okay. Find someone to do it with. Oh, no, no, no. no Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. Beep, 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 beep. If you find... <laughs> See, that's so funny. Okay, well, here's the good news. You, you insert a behavior that's new, and you use your will because your spirit's demanding that's what it, I did. and magic begins. So it doesn't even yeah. matter. If everyone listening got past complacency and took an action step, quit something, start something, take an action no step. No matter what. And stick to it. Why? Because the planet's counting on you. We are dependent on each of us to show up. I'm scared. I am scared. It, this is why I love my work, because people come and they take my classes, and I swear to you, their lives change. And that's how I know I'm doing my work, because we can't keep doing it from, we got to get it in the corridor. Get yourself on those walking shoes. And do it for me. Do it for the collective. Do it for our family. We can't do this alone, you guys. We're in a pickle. And it was easier if we're just sitting alone telling ourselves a story. Oh, my God. It's, it, it, it's impossible to get out of it. But when you get out with a group and you're telling your story. Why do you think story- the 12 steps work? You're witnessed by a tribe, and they hold you accountable, and they don't shame you when you come back and go, oops. But you've got to quit or start something. Yeah. There you go. Makes me happy. So there's a way of working, and I know that you really advocate this, that we might have a tendency or personality trait that might be one element or the other, water or fire or whatever it is. But we need to really start to balance those, to bring into our life however the we can. The missing element and the fun factor. You guys, life is meant to be, honestly, if you're not having fun, if you're working and you're complaining, stop complaining. If you're supposed to go for a walk and you're, you've just, that, as soon as your awareness comes on, that's the observer. 
It's compassionate, but it tells the truth. Like, excuse me, I caught myself. I'd have 25 interviews this month. And so the third one, I was like, uh-oh. Then I caught myself and I went, Deborah, this is a gift that you've asked for this. Now stop. I was, okay, sorry. And now whenever the little complaining girl, I call her my little whiner, she comes and I just quickly put my little hand on her back and I go, honey, you're with me. Come on. But I have to stay awake and aware and remember my function this life is to bless this earth. Or why did I come here anyway? But you're not shaming that little No, whiner. no, she's kind of cute. She's just a little kind of fat little round thing that likes to, she looks a lot like my cousin. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so you don't shame her. You, you acknowledge her. her. And yeah, it doesn't help. The shame doesn't go anywhere. But the honesty and being witnessed and saying it out loud and then having people hear. And then you hear yourself by journaling and reading the journal out loud after you write it. And you go, who is that voice? And realizing you're in charge. You have an observer, neutral self, who is waiting in the wings to go, can I help? But she doesn't loud. She doesn't scream. The bad guys, the negative side never stops talking. The sweet little voice in the back seat goes, excuse me, I wanted to be nice to you, but you just went right over me with Mr. Meanie Pants. So you got to really identify with the kind voice. And that only happens and when... And it's more quiet. It's gentle. And when you start identifying with your higher self, and that's what the book is really meant to do, to turn your observer on and go, you're cute, you're goofy. And I still love you. And we need you. It's really true. Yeah. God, if everyone gave that self, that voice to their inner voice, they had this innocent little observer going, you're so important. Every chart I've seen, every soul I've read, even the ones I don't like, because sometimes you don't like people. After I get in, I go, oh, my God, I have so much compassion. You're just as screwed up as me. <laughs> <laughs> only you, I seem to package it a little better than you do. That's all. That's the only difference. Don't get impressed. I've got just as much insecurity. I've really learned to manage that voice and be kind. So be kind. Listen to that more quiet voice. Get out in the corridor. Be with others. Get up off your chair. Get out in there. And, and God express. wasn't making a mistake when she made you, and she didn't push you on the bus. You came here out of a volunteer position. They gave you an assignment. I know it's goofy, but I promise you it's based on your chart. There's a design here, and it's all working out, even though your mind may be arguing with everything we just said. And, you know, we, we say around New Dimensions, we say, I think this originated with Dorothy Fadiman. We're not in some sort of galactic penal colony. Exactly. <laughs> right. They didn't yeah. push you on the bus. You signed up for yeah. this. Right. And once you realize that, take that truth into your heart of hearts. I chose to be here. I've got a great boss who gave me a really powerful assignment. Now the mystery is, what was the assignment again? That question is enough to get the answer, but you've got to pursue it with a passion. Otherwise, why would you come down here? It is a little strange down here. I'm the first one to say it. I find this place very peculiar. The mango pit's too big. People are mean to each other. They wear wigs in their heads the wrong way. I mean, it's, it's a strange. It's a strange place. Yeah. But it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And we can contribute to it being better, being, being more wholesome. That's why you came here. Yeah. To heal your own internal process, your own healing, and then the collective gets healed in the meantime. May it be so. Deborah, I want to thank you so thank much. Thank you, for... Justine. What a great interviewer. Well, thank you. You're easy to be with, I'll tell you. <laughs> you, you, you know your stuff. 
I've been here with Deborah Silverman. She's the author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition. And if you'd like to know more about her work, her radio program, her classes, all sorts of things. She does individual astrology, astrology readings and things. So please get in touch with her, Deborah Silverman, astrology.com. And she spells her name Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, Deborah Silverman astrology.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you for listening to the New Dimensions Cafe, and please come back again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.